You are hearing this episode thanks to all the great support we have through Patreon. Patreon is what keeps this show going and keeps the entire catalog of not only stars and character, but neozaz.com from the past eight plus years online and free to everyone to enjoy. You can be part of that support and a big part of keeping this show going and keeping everything online for just $1 a month. And with that $1 a month, you have access to all the exclusive Patreon specials and series that we create for our supporters. That is just $12 a year to keep the show going, and that is just a third of the going price of a Wilrahood action figure on eBay right now as I record this. So to learn more, check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash neozaz. I want to know. I want to see him show up and apply for that job <laughs> because they're a help wanted sign on that just, big door, and he's knocking on the door in his blue, his turquoise blue cape. <laughs> My name is Kendo Larissian. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about the Vibro Weapons. <laughs> Damn right. Buzz buzz. What? Just, just like you. Do you have a uh, what they appear in? They appear in episode six. Yes. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yes. This is actually for anyone that doesn't know. This is the. It was going to be the Vibro X, but and we'll get to why I'm doing all the weapons. These are the Vibro X. The inspiration for this episode. Those are those weird bladed staff things that the Weequay and Lando actually is holding on the skiff. We've all seen them. We even probably had the toys, and I wanted to find out what they were. So they do appear in episode six. Awesome. These names are weak. (laughs) Weak And Quay. Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) Put it out there before, you know, I hear some moaning and groaning. My Uh, name is... They only have... You're hearing them because of the vibro weapons. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) My name is Vibro Cutter Chris. Okay. Well, I mean, now that I know everything there is to know about these weapons, yeah, that's you're right. I am joined by Vibro Mace Matt. Oh my God. Okay, I know where this is going. Let's see. Um, Double Blade Dave. Vibro Dagger Dave. Oh damn. Okay. And this one has no has nothing to do with Tim, but I like the name of this. The Vibro Shiv. I just like that. I like how it sounds. So that's Christie's name. Yes, Vibro Shiv Christie. I and I works for me. Yeah. I like Shiv and Christie. I don't know. <laughs> Is that like a shank, like a prison shank? That's uh, what I'm, no, you get well, shivved with the shank. Well, <laughs> no shiv. Is the, I think it's the other way around. You can get shanked with the shanked shiv. with the shiv. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, really, you're getting stabbed either way. Yeah, either bad? way. Yeah. It's an ouchy stick, either way. Ouchy stick. Either way, there's an extra hole in your body that wasn't Ima- there before. Imagine if yep. the script was different for Evil Dead. This is my ouchy stick. <laughs> <laughs> or Evil Dead 2, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to Matt telling us about some vibro weaponry. 
All right. Vibro axe and other vibro weapons, as my note says. Now, this is... I actually had gone back and started listening to some old episodes, and I'm just kind of kind of shuffling through them, really. I'm, I'm not in any order. We've actually... The word vibro axe has come up, and I think in the weekly episode is what made me think of it. Then I go and listen to some of the or all of the game show episodes because of an email we had gotten someone talking about i was like yeah i want to hear those again and i think one of the answers for the hundred thousand credit pyramid was if it wasn't vibro axe it was vibro step i think it's vibro axe so it's like this has come up this is one of those ones it's almost like tessic where it's come up many times but we've never stopped to talk about it and considering we got into this pattern Dave actually started it like a year or two ago where we have a little bit of information on something that was mentioned and we throw it in the episode. We've never actually had that chance. And I think we've gotten past the point of ever being able to do that again with the Vibravax because I think we talked about every character that carried one. So I decided I wanted to know what this is about and I selfishly turned it into an episode. This is like Star Wars and character meets. I have questions. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Is there going to be a lot of bonus there is, Weaponry? that's the thing. There's, there's a good amount about the Vibro Axe, but not quite enough for an episode. So we have got, this is, that's why it's Vibro Weapons, because there are a lot of weapons that use the Vibro technology. So this is, this, this episode, the notes are, this is actually canon and legends combined, because there's not a whole lot on either side. So, <sighs> you've lost your way man yeah i know so for the listener that hates our guts because we do legends <laughs> i apologize <coughs> i apologize so let's let's actually most of it it all stems from kind of the vibrax because the technology is the same and everything so i'll start with the vibrax because that's what i wanted to talk about so it is an x and it's it's physically like you would think when you think of an x there's a a handle it's a hacking blade or weapon or whatever you want to call it tool item instrument and there's a blade on the end of a long handle the difference here is that the blade isn't connected directly to the handle itself it's connected to a compact generator that vibrates the blade that makes it incredibly more lethal so to give an explanation if you have an axe like a regular axe and you just you set it on a log nothing happens you have to take a long swing at it and put some force behind it for it to split the log a vibro axe when it's turned on you can actually set it on the log and it'll cut right through so it has minimal minimal you know energy behind it you just need to touch things with it to hurt somebody and imagine if you swing that it's going to slice through them like melted butter I know, I know. Dave watches. I don't know if you do, Matt. Reminds me of the Reverse Flash moves his hand so fast. Oh, no, I've not seen that. So, but it can okay. go in and just kill any anybody. Oh, it's like okay. so quick. Uh, yeah. I love that idea. So, yeah, because you never see anybody swing it ever. You never see anybody doing anything but poke. Poke at exactly, and that's all, that's <laughs> yeah. all you need to do, right? It's a poker. So it's kind of like an electric knife. Like if you were carving a turkey for thanksgiving it's not even that because it's not that is that's moving back and forth there's movement in it this is well there's vibration and movement but i guess it's there's more motion in an electric knife this is vibrating it's actually if you i can jump to the end because i didn't know where to put it it is technically an 
uh, oscillation power tool, which exists in our world. And everyone that's listening to this knows, has seen an oscillation power tool, I think, that at least are our age. It is the same exact technology that doctors use to cut a plaster cast off. Oh, Ooh, wow. Do you know what I'm talking about, Dave? No, I've never had a cast. Okay. Well, there's like, you've probably seen the, you've probably seen this item in a doctor's office. It's a big round. It looks like a pizza cutter, but the blade doesn't spin. It just vibrates. And they use that to cut through the plaster cast because that particular model of the blade will cut through the cast, but not your skin. It'll mm-hmm. vibrate apart the cast like a slicing motion, but it won't, you can rub it, you can put it against your skin and it won't cut the, you know, into the guy's arm that he's cutting the cast off of. Okay, it's it's it's, it's cool that it kind of comes from something, but then they put their own spin on it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Even the little action figure toy—you're right. It's not like the thing is attached straight to the handle. There's like a gap in there. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's the uh, kind of like. And if we're looking at the toy, you see how there's kind of ridges where the blade meets the staff. Yeah, that's the generator. That's what's shaking the blade. I never even knew these things vibrated so there was an axe well that's the idea it's like yeah that's part of the you know the story of it the props didn't move but the story says they vibrate so fast it's too fast to distinguish that the human eye okay yeah that's why we can't actually see it moving like a butterfly's wings or something it's like the flash thing that chris said is actually probably a really good analogy right yeah (laughs) for people who watch the flash like Mm -hmm. he uses he 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 uses his hand as a cutting tool yeah that's yeah. that's i guess probably the same technology or uh physics Concept. physics yeah and grant gustin is awesome <laughs> he is awesome <laughs> now the best i said this in the opening episode the best shot of this on screen has always been uh on the skiff uh, and actually in the uh the the there's a shot of of lando where we get the reveal that lando's in java's palace you can see him holding it but if you want to see it from like from head to tail when the weak way is like leading luke on the edge of the plank of the skiff that's when we get to see the thing in completely in shot it's the best shots of it are has to do with java's palace we don't see it before and i don't think we see it after i don't think we've seen anything like this in the uh, sequel trilogy yet, and, and and there was actually no mention of you know a model of this weapon being in Force Awakens, Rogue One, or uh, Last Jedi. So I think this is started and ended with Return of the Jedi, as far as the on-screen stuff. Right. So that's canon. That's not legend. So, I want to point so that out. Lando bumps his head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And pulls this thing down a little bit so you can see his sweet stash. His stash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder that character, his fake character, has a name. There's got to be. That, I was, I was actually wondering, kind of a little bit when I made my notes about Lando holding it. I was like, I wonder if there's enough to do that character because there's certainly enough to do the original, the actual Boosh character. And I was wondering, is there an act- enough to do oh, wow. the, the costume that Lando stole the? His his uh out his disguise from in on Wikipedia. I think I looked it up once. I don't remember there being a lot about it, but it's not just that he's unnamed Skiffguard. That character has a name. His fake persona. Yeah, and I would because we get to see Return of the Jedi kind of like in progress. Yeah, right. Yeah. I want to know. I want to see him show up and apply for that job. <laughs> 
Like, is there a help wanted sign on that just, big door? And he's knocking on the door in his blue, his turquoise blue cape. <laughs> My name is Kendo Larissian. <laughs> I actually thought he like bumped someone over the head and took the guy. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I kind of huh? pictured it as a Bush thing too. He took someone else's identity. I didn't think he applied for the yeah. job. I think he just, since it covered most of his face, he just found a guard. That was his same stature, and like Chris said, bonked him over the head and took his clothes, like Laurel and Hardy trying to break into a bank or something. Don't ruin this. Don't ruin this for me. Why am I ruining for? I thought I was helping because, you. No, I want to know. I want to see him go to Human Resources and fill out his W two. <laughs> I don't want him bonking anyone over the head, like that Rick James guy that's running around. Like that guy, that guy would have been the perfect guy to do that too. So but he's still there. So you think the scene would be Bib Fortuna going Afanga Wanga, and underneath it it says, "What's your worst trait?" And Landa goes, "Well, I think it's that I care too much about the people I work for." <laughs> I exactly want to okay. see that. Yes, huh. I want to see that. <laughs> Don't tell me you bonk someone over the head. We're gonna do that episode. I think he bonks someone over the head. And what happens if the first, first if this guy's name is like Chubby Ballsack and it says Chubby Ballsack <laughs> was the employed job of the hut guard who was bonked over the head by Lando Calrissian? Then I will do one of my episodes where I write a whole fake backstory <laughs> and never tell you about it because that happens all the time. Well, then you'll toss in two you, bonus characters. You will have found your way again. <laughs> now, it only happened once. That you know of. <laughs> that I know of, exactly. That I can substantiate. At this point, I've written more Star Wars backstory than... J.J. Uh, Abrams. Than J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Isn't it about time for him to pipe up about something? Usually, like, every six months, he's like, don't forget, I'm, I have something to do with Star Wars. Here's a little, here's a little trick. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. She is awake, see? I don't know if that was her laughing or uh, Tim snoring. Or blowing her <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> oh. it's, it's like having Tim here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we should met, you know what? I just realized we didn't mention that Tim is not here again. Uh, this is this is part two of our recording night of the ice storm. Since we had the wrap up trivia in our in the episode you've heard the week before this, that's why Tim's missing again. So we never did announce that Tim was there. We just assumed everyone doesn't care that Tim's not here and just moved on with the show. I guess <laughs> Tim's now laying in bed with the bonbons on his belly. Yeah. right now you're gonna get a slew of messages now that say leave Tim alone. Oh, I know, and then suck it, Tim. It's it's very strange the it's relationship. A love hate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we had, we actually did see it. Now I mentioned that the best example of what I thought was a Viber, what is a Viberax on screen was those two things. But we actually seen, we've seen two of them on screen before, but let me get to the details of the one we were just talking about. This is the one that Lando and the Weequay held. That is called, it's real name. is isn't just Viberax. It's full name is Sorosub BD-1 Cutter Viberax. And it cost 500 credits. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. This model had, what was unique about this is it had dampeners in the handle. So this thing wouldn't vibrate and make your hands go numb. You ever do that? You have some kind of thing that you're like holding on to. It actually happens, what it makes me think of is mowing the lawn. When you're done mowing the lawn with a push mower and you let go of it and your hands are still like tingling. Yeah. So I, this I had dampeners in it, so that wouldn't happen. I was going to say, I have that since... It, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, do tell. 
Just is that the end of that story? Yeah, <laughs> just. Uh, You're the only one that can tell that joke in in the times on. that we live in right now. Yep. You thought you were in your woman's group. <laughs> yes, I you did. Could tell the story. You kind of are. I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> we're like a sewing circle. I feel. I feel like you are my sisters. Thank you. We have um traveling pants every day. We all wear. Traveling. Yes. <laughs> and we're doing it for ourselves. What were you saying about mowing the lawn, I'm... Chris? Are you talking about your neighbor for a second, or no? But oh, okay, <laughs> he doesn't. He does mow my fucking grass, and that bothers me. Why does it that bother was... you? Because I know I have to mow. Now I have to remow what you mowed. Just let him do it. No, it's my yard. You stop halfway. You mow your own fucking shit, priest. <laughs> Because cause his mower is not as low as my mower is. I like my my. I like to trim his my bush. His mower is low. closer to God. <laughs> low, low, low. Is his bush burning? I like. <laughs> it is when I fucking burn it. They they planted a fucking tree outside, just to block the telephone pole so they don't see it. And there's been many a nights. I told Kel, I'm going out there. I'm fucking snapping that thing. <laughs> it's but almost like you. I, you I never, it's yeah. almost like you have a history of doing that. At a movie theater. <laughs> it's almost. I don't have any golf clubs here, though. <laughs> you set that one on fire, too. I did. That was an actual burning bush. <laughs> that was a burning bush. Yes. And, and Dave was staying behind it and talk, so the burning bush was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in the Bible, right? You should wrap that in firecrackers. <laughs> so your next-door neighbor is a, is a retired preacher, right? He's not retired. No, they they still do do shit. They always oh, traveling. But don't mow my grass. Don't, because then the front looks great and the side looks high. It's like no. Like he almost forces me to go outside and mow. Seriously, that's, that's probably why he's doing it. That could be, yeah. And then he then he puts down fucking um grass seeds, so it all takes away all the what's that grass that's ugly? Dollar grass. Yeah, like the, the like all that shit. Just just stay on your side. The fucking you go you go over there. My right? side, your side. My side, your side. No one go gets it but me. Line. It bothers me, Dave. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so every, you're mad every, because because you feel like you'll take care of it. It's yeah. not his responsibility. He think he has no faith in you, even though he's a man of the cloth. Just remember the golden, the green rule. Do unto others as they would mow your grass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my bush. I'll trim my own bush, all right? If I want to leave it sloppy 70s style, I will. Oh, my exactly. God. <clears throat> if I want a landing strip, I'll take care of it, all right? <laughs> Jesus. Literally. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so this the other vibro acts we've actually seen on screen. This one, its name is the Clan Grugrun vibro acts, and these are the axes that the Gamorrean guards are carrying in Jabba's palace. They're actually vibro axes. They are. They are. Now, now they're attached right to the handle. Yeah. Now yeah. here's that's the thing. Okay, so here's again the the explanation, the off screen explanation. The, they had the wooden handles. And the generator was inside the handles, and these handles, unlike the ones I just described as the dampeners, these things shook like a mofo. Mm. These they took like seriously skilled and strong Gamorians to even 
pick one up and turn on. So what often have happened is that the Gamorreans would actually carry them around like, but not switched on because they just carried them for intimidation and for the, the reputation that these weapons had. So someone saw, Oh my God, there's a, a Grugon clan, Grugon Vibroax and he's holding it. That guy must be a badass. Well, no, not really because the damn thing isn't <laughs> turned on. I don't think you can say clan anymore. Why is that? I don't know. Everybody's sensitive. Oh, <laughs> it's with the C though. Okay. When I say it, it's with a Z. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So they wouldn't have it on. They were just lugging around. Yeah. Because if if it was turned on, it was like even for them. Yeah. They would they would have trouble wielding it's like, it. It's like it would numb your hand and you just drop the damn thing. So this is like a two hander. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I understand Chris, that. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> you have any two handers? Those cost more. <laughs> and the batteries, good they go through batteries like you wouldn't believe. They're not included. Let me just say that. That <laughs> thing takes like seven D batteries. <laughs> it actually takes C batteries. It's the only thing left on Earth that takes C batteries. <laughs> They're in cahoots. <laughs> Neighbor, your next door neighbors are like, look, there, they're getting another battery delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Better go mow Man. their grass. <laughs> priest <laughs> priest priest stay over there all right didn't isn't it in the bible thou shalt not mow thy neighbor's lawn <laughs> see that's that's um i almost said chapter 12 um <laughs> that's that's what's that's luke fifteen twelve. remember that if you can say pontius pilot or potsy i'm unsure which one you're going with there i don't know what i okay. said potsy pilot <laughs> What if he was a pilot? <laughs> like Peter Tremarkin? Oh, uh, rest his soul. Too soon. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you can't say Tremarkin anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Someone got butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> While I was on the subject of the Gamorrean Guard Vibraxes, there was a there was a mention of another one, and I only made notes for two reasons. First, because this is the best sentence ever on Wikipedia that I've had the pleasure to write down verbatim. And it is the sentence during the galactic civil war. Some of those boar mercenaries favored a particular model of the vibro axe known as the Argarok. I thought boar mercenaries is like the greatest descriptor ever of the Gamorrean guards. Yes. Boar mercenaries. mercenaries. Yes. Yes. Now there's nothing exciting about these. The look of them. If you look at actually, there's actually, I'm a little confused because if you look on the cannons page of this Agorok, it looks like a, I don't know what, like you would call it. It's like, it almost looks like a very small handle and a large blade. Like there's a, there's an anime character that there's always a cosplayer at every convention I go to that has like a big, I think his name is Pyramid Head and I'm not making it up. I think his name is Pyramid Head and he holds a sword that has a very short handle and a very long blade that's what the gamoran guard is holding on the legends page if you open it it looks like a an axe like you would picture like a a long handle with a blade on the end and this one was a little more ornate it had some like i don't know if you would call it jewels but decorations on it but i made this note because the dude that's holding it looks exactly like a computer generated greg sestero <laughs> <laughs> Greg Sestero then or Greg Sestero now? Uh, well, I only I don't know what he's now. So actually, what's the difference between 
now, then and now. Uh, uh, what are you saying is anymore. then and now? And now, huh? He does not look good anymore. He, he used to be a handsome dude, and now he's like, uh, uh, he's all paunchy. Oh, really? And, and washed out. He may have even had some work done. I don't know what's going on with yeah, that. I'm showing Christy the picture. Does that not look like Greg Sestero? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> so It looks like the bottom of it is held together with like uh, foil. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's. I think this is from the Knights of the Old Republic game, so it's like that kind of, it's not quite PlayStation 3 and 4 quality graphics, but it's pretty damn good, but still a little, when you get to like geometric shapes like this weapon, it's a little blocky yeah. on the end. But this dude looked like Greg Sestero, and any chance I can make a room reference, I'm going to put it in an episode. Does he keep his vibro accent in his pocket? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a weapon, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so the only um other vibro acts worth mentioning and in fact maybe the only vibro acts in existence in this entry is called the acidic paragon vibro acts now i wasn't going to mention this because when i was reading it the mechanics are all the same it's on a pole it's on a generator it vibrates it cuts through things very easily until i read the line that in addition to all this the blade had micropores that exuded corrosive acid Ooh! so imagine boiling acid yeah, right? <laughs> that's what tim would have said if he was here so imagine getting your arm cut off and then on top of that it would never heal because the acid is constantly eating at it fuck yeah exactly that's the reaction yep Acid added to anything is always makes it it makes it way more intense. Like shark acid. Yeah. Like the just if alien picture the, the xenomorph an alien. If it was just an alien, it would still be scary. But if it just certainly Yeah, if it just spit honey on you or blood honey. Not so blood scary. Honey. But the fact that it's blood is acid ups the ante always anything with acid people are so everyone's afraid of acid when the hell are any of us ever going to come in contact with acid and we're all afraid of it that's because you can't do anything about it when it gets on you yeah you you can't wash it off you can't you can barely neutralize you can neutralize it but you're not going to be able to neutralize it with anything you have in your house so it's going to constantly eat through whatever it got on you until you can get it off it's worth being scared of whether or not you ever come in contact with it all right, why are you taking the acid side? What? Matt why are you acid. dissing the acid? Jeez. God. Just bringing up a point to, to chat about. I speak for... And I'm you retorting. Know, why can't I retort? You can both kiss my acid. <laughs> Christy, whose side are you on? Human beings or acid? Well... I have a ton of respect for acid. <laughs> I can tell. Does a good job. It all comes back. It all comes back. It all comes back to the batteries. If it wasn't for acid, we wouldn't have batteries. Exactly. And then bad things would happen. Unless we had, well, we have nickel cadmium, but or is it? Is that what it's called? Cadmium. Cadmium. Christy needs her batteries. Yeah, damn right. Mama needs song by Metallica. What's that? Battery. Oh God! We'll give it to program, Dave. Better. And the uh, because it more. wasn't featured in Pitch Perfect, you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest sentence you've ever said. <laughs> Just because it wasn't in Pitch Perfect, it sucks. Yeah, if it wasn't in Pitch Perfect, it's not good music. <laughs> it's not good music. <laughs> All right, so that actually that's it 
for the vibro x and but since that's a little bit of a short episode i i I was actually checking to see what else there was in the Vibro line of weapons, and I was stunned. I'm going to get a number from everybody. Oh, Christy's looking right at it. She's cheating. Uh, no, no. All right, let's, I'm going to have you guys guess, and closest to the pin gets to answer all the hate mail this month. How many entries <laughs> on the Vibro weapons do you think there are on Wikipedia? 49. Nope. Well, I shouldn't say, because we're getting closest to the pin. Entries as in different types of yes. weapons? Yes, yep. <clears throat> 60. Nope, this, this bit's going downhill real quick. I might have, I might have, know, I might know it because I did, for the names, I, it's like 10 or 12. Chris is closest to the pin, and when you guys both went really high, I'm like, oh shit, this joke is going to suck. 17. <laughs> 17 vibro more, weapons. More than I thought, actually, yeah. There's the vibro blade, the vibro cutter, the vibro double blade, the vibro sword, the vibro vibro rapier, the vibro double sword, the jagged vibro blade, the vibro dagger, the vibro shiv, the vibro knife, the vibro knuckler, the knucker knuckle plate, vibro blade, vibro wow. shaft, vibro whip, vibro axe, vibro lance, and the vibro mace. A shrimp cocktail, shrimp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh boy, you can't say knuckle. <laughs> can't say. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going to do all 17 because that's ridiculous. But here's some highlights. So the vibroblade, this actually could have been the focus of the episode because it has as much as the vibroax, but the vibroax was on screen and I I stuck with that. It's the same technology, but here's the difference. Since it's a blade, it, we're talking it's a it's a knife. It's it's a knife. Here. That's not a knife. <laughs> Give me the knife, please. It's shaped like a knife. It looks like a knife. The difference here is that the generator is in the handle. Now, the reason I made this an entry in this episode, even though I said it's the same exact technology as the axe, is because there's one interesting design issue with this uh, weapon. Because the energy cell and the gener generator is in the handle and directly connected to the blade, there if this blade made contact with anything electrical, the weapon had a tendency to electrocute the person that was holding it. Oh. Yeah. And that happened quite often because with the vibro technology in the blade, it could cut through thin metals pretty easily with just touching it. So this is actually a pretty dangerous thing to have on you. Whoever invented it should probably be shot. Yeah, right? <laughs> but can it cut through butter? No, ironically, it snaps the blade right in half. <laughs> About a tin can like a Ginsu knife. That it does. That it does really, really well. That toy was great. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're, are you going like to get the toy knife? at all? No, yeah. No, actually, I had, my, so go ahead. My mother let me play with that when I was little. The Ginsu knife? Yeah. Really? That's cool. What were you gonna say about the toy? Anything? Or are we done? No, I just didn't know if you were gonna if you were gonna talk about that at all. The toy. No, I get. We can get. Do you want to talk about it now, Dave? <laughs> I'm lost no. on what you're trying to do here. No, I just I, that toy. I thought I I would use that all the time when I would play with my action figures when I was little because it fit in everybody's hands. Yes, that's true. Yes, like that thing was the best thing to have, and I guess there was only one. It only came with. Weekly, yeah. This is her this is probably gonna be heresy, but I'll tell the story anyway. I actually gave that weapon to Snake Eyes in my G.I. Joe toy collection every now and again. <laughs> That's cool. Cause 
because he had the kung fu grip, so he could put it. He's the only figure other than Weequay that could put it in both hands. That was the problem with the toy is that Weequay was designed to hold it with both hands, but you couldn't put it in both hands of any other figure. It was, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else just had it sticking out like a sword. Yeah. Or you had to bend it and put a big curve in it. Right. And he had it sideways because when it wasn't in his hand, that one thing looked like he was like begging for money. That one hand, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> he had it out like you know, brother, spare can change? you spare, spare a dime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other vibro blades again, not going through all of them because the vibro double double blade. It's what's what you're thinking. There's one on each side of the handle. Big, big what the deal? Uh, vibro sword. It's a long handled version of all the other vibro bra- blades. The thing, the thing that was kind of cool about these, it's worth mentioning, is that they used a a certain um, a specific sword making technique called the Cartosis uh, way a weave, and that enabled the vibro swords to actually deflect lightsaber strikes. So it was used in the old Republic by non Jedi's to and non Sith to fight them off by people that were skilled swordsmen, apparently. So if any of these guys were fighting Luke. At the battle of the pit of Carcoon. If they hit, yeah, if they used the blade, theoretically, if it had this particular metal making in it, it could have deflected the uh, the lightsaber. That's cool. Wow. The uh, vibe. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Are there are there, there blacksmith type people that would make like? I mean, when you think about this kind of stuff, I'm thinking blacksmiths. You mm. can't say blacksmith, Dave, anymore. <laughs> okay. Possibly, uh, I didn't think to look on anything that um, because they did talk about the sword making technique. I didn't think to to dig any further on that. So maybe that would have led to some kind of blacksmith. That's a good question. I don't know. So sorry, I left another episode open, Dave. That we're gonna have to do. So you have to come back at least one more time. Oh my god! <laughs> did you ever go to any of these stupid things where they reenact like historical things, and you have to go watch the blacksmith? No, that's where. Tim is lacking in this episode. Christy, can you fill that void? I went to Col- I, no, I went to oh. Colonial Williamsburg. They what have a waste s- of time. Smithies. <laughs> and you have to go stand there and watch them make a fake sword. Yep. That that they never actually finish because they've been working on that same sword. <laughs> it's a prop for, for like 15, 15 years. years. You know they have same thing. Let's go see the basket weaver. Oh, let's watch them weave the basket. Oh, look at the basket. Yeah, what a waste of time. Whoever who talked like that to a basket day. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> How many basket weavers do you know, my friend? Seven. <laughs> six more than I know. Seven is always the answer. That's right. Yeah, and the people come up and talk to you in the the times, and then you'll be wearing. Well, what, what is this garb? Where where did you get the dye to color that shirt, that garment, that color? Dude, take a hike. What manner of devil devices in your hand? The light of the hell shine upon your face. How do you capture my image? It's my iPhone. Calm down. You got one in get your back. pocket, buddy. Yeah. Yours is <laughs> ringing right now. I can hear it, and you <laughs> haven't changed the default tone. It's your you agent. Suck. Either you have one in your pocket or your dick is rectangular. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine having to do that for a living? I hope none of them are listening. (laughs) In the green room. In their tricorner. But those butter churners have the strongest forearms as possible. They don't need a vibro blade. Nope. I know. They can self vibro. They use that churner. They can self blade. 
churn themselves. Churn themselves. I'm gonna Chris, churn you ever, this mother you, out. <laughs> that's a, that is an obscure MC Hammer reference. Christy, would you ever work at a place like that? No. No? I could see you doing that. <laughs> well. I couldn't. You, you'd no. get all into character. No. No, I, I can't. I feel for those people. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of this whole theme park life, a friend of mine posted one of her Facebook memories from two years ago, and the Facebook memory was, was a child licked their finger and touched my face. I quit. <laughs> In a theme park? Yeah. Happens. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Yeah. I guess it goes with the territory. I guess. You see so many damn kids picking their nose. Ugh. You're like, oh my God, I know where that hand has been. I just saw it, and I don't know where it was before that. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Good, Dave. No, no. I forget. So, the Vibro Rapier, I wasn't going to put any notes on it because, or um, I take it back. The the Vibro Rapier, the, I saw the name and I always think of pirates when I see this. And lo and behold, it's in the uh, listing because its first appearance was in the West End Games book, Pirates and Privateers. So, there you go. That explains exactly what that is. <coughs> the vibe- privateers in Star Wars? I get apparently. Because they got ro- oceans. In the role-playing days, there was everything of everything. Mages. It, yep, there probably was. What's that? A mage know, so magician. Oh. Geek. Elf. Did, Nerd. Did you play these role-playing games, Matt? Not the Star Wars ones. Um, they Actually, we used to play... The role-playing games I played, we had made up. Like, there was... A, a uh, guy we hung out with named Brian made a game called like Quakertown 2020, and it was like Quakertown in the future, and we we're role playing futuristic Quakertown people. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, How is I think that? We resurrect that game. <laughs> that would be fun. 2020. That's only three years, two years from now. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Back then, you're like, can you imagine what life's going to be like? And it's like, yeah, it's really not that different. It was like watching, I was watching Transformers on Netflix or Hulu or maybe YouTube, and it was like, the year is 1999. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Vibro Shiv from Chris's Names. This is disappointing because I was really hoping there was going to be some kind of backstory. That was, it was a, the blade was made from like a melted cup in a prison and the battery was from a stolen mouse droid or something, but it wasn't. All this explanation mm-hmm. is that it's a small bladed vibrating weapon. Blah, 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 blah is all it is. No, you're right. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be hastily or illegally put together. Exactly. In a prison because that's where the, the name Shiv actually, I looked it up because I wanted to know. It's not from prisons. It's not a prison lingo like slang term there is a old 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 meaning behind it but it's been adapted and i mean it's associated with prison from when star wars started shiv was a prison term so this needed to be a, a prison story but it wasn't so someone messed up there and they lost their way yeah it could have been it could have been some kind of imperial detention center. yeah exactly yeah where somebody made it yeah but no it wasn't it was someone trying to Bring the word, take the word back. Take it back. Kind of like bitch. What? Like yes. you're trying to take <laughs> the word. <laughs> What'd you call him? I called him a shiv. A shiv. <laughs> and when does everybody get shivved in a prison movie? 
at the end. Recess. When they're Recess. in line. Oh. When they're standing in line. This is true. Somebody comes up, and where do they get shivved? In right the in their stomach. In the kidney, they get shivved. Oh, okay. Dave, you know a little bit too much of this. Yeah, Were you seriously. a big fan of Oz? <laughs> no, I don't watch that crap. When Dave's around, protect your kidney. That's yeah, right. Say. Everybody is a like. If I knew I was in trouble in prison, I would never get in line. All right, get in the back. <laughs> get in the back of the line. You can't get shivved by nobody. True. You guys go first. I'll be in the back. Tim, get in front of me. <laughs> Tim, you go up farther in the line. Uh, Vibro Knuckler. At first, I rolled my eyes at the idea until I saw the picture. This might be the baddest ass weapon of them all. It's the same principle as everything we talked about. The vibrating blade that cuts through just about anything. But picture it wrapping in front of your knuckles being about three inches long and basically being an extension of your hand. So like, it's, yeah. Like brass knuckles. Yeah, brass knuckles, but a vibrating blade that can cut through just about anything. And the cool technical part of this is that it was squeeze activated so you didn't have to take it off your hands you could just you know squeeze turn it off and not worry about cutting yourself walking around and just as someone comes up to you squeeze turn it on and punch them and like slice their head clean off it's awesome it would suck if you forgot to turn it off and you're meeting someone for the first time yeah, right. shake their hand. <laughs> oh sorry sorry luke vibro shiv knuckler knuckler vibro steps Vibro staffs is something we talked about because this was the weapon that the Imperial Guards are holding in Return of the Jedi. So that's canon for anyone listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess they are. It, that that was just it was just like a Festivus poll, right? It yeah, right. Yeah, like a, but this again here's here's another thing where it's like the story is like way more exaggerated than anything we saw. It's a they're holding a silver staff. But according to this, this thing had like a two and a half foot long blade on each end that was concealed that they could, you know, retract with a flick of the wrist. And and oh. the whole thing was designed with a metal alloy and a certain uh, blacksmith technique that deflected laser bolts and lightsabers. Some shit we never, ever saw. It was a, pole, it was a Festivus pole, like you said, Dave. Yeah, that, that thing was just like a a, a very long thicker toothpick yeah exactly yeah nothing to it yeah well, there's no you way need, you could hide a blade in it if no. you if you needed to hide air your grievances you could <laughs> i got a lot of problems with you people what <laughs> last two weapons here vibra whip this is a weird one because only the end of it vibrated so it's like the whole the entire whip just had a wire running through it and you had to you know hit somebody with the end of the whip for it to actually do something so this one is stupid, yeah, I think. And it's actually okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it does a good job. <laughs> it it's been written and rewritten in some cases and it's been called a light whip, so it's kind of like on the border of not existing and not existing. But the last one, the dumbest of all, it is the Vibro Mace. And it's exactly like a mace. It's a large stick with a blunt end on the object and the blunt end vibrates. That is so uh, fucking stupid. But then yeah. I read further and found out it's a Neimoidian weapon, and it made perfect sense. <laughs> yep, say no more, right? Yep, exactly. 
Uh, last little bit from Star Wars is that the Viber weapons on a whole, they were outlawed in most civilized systems because they're so deadly. And what happens, of course, when you outlaw a weapon becomes big in the criminal world. That's why they're usually found in places like Jabba's Palace and the people he works for, which probably explains why we only see it in that scene in Return of the Jedi. Uh, as far as the real world technology, we jumped ahead and talked a little bit about this. There is a technology called an isolating power tool or an isolating cutter. Uh, it was originated in 1967 and it was used to cut off plaster casts by doctors in 1986. The first construction of the oscillating power cutter was produced and marketed. And then by 2007, the multi-tool oscillating power cutter was on the market and that had a grinder cutter sander etc and whatnot and it started off as a telemarketing tool but now everyone makes it black and decker makita uh ryobi all those so it's it's a real world technology that existed before star wars and evolved after and for some reason even though we do talk often on a show having real world stuff in star wars sometimes bothers us this i think is cool the fact that it's like it does exist and it was based after an idea, but just taken to an extreme and not a way that actually does exist in earth, even though the technology does. Yeah. And it's not something that a lot of people know about, right? You'd have yeah. to have a specific job where you would know that tool, not the, the common man wouldn't necessarily know that technology. Like to, if you're explaining it to people, they'd be like, well, it'd be cool if it really existed. They'd be surprised that it does. Okay. I see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. And I used with, to work at a Black & Decker plant. Oh, did you? <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, yeah, you were security, right? I was a security guard at a Black & Decker plant, and it was the worst job I ever had because <laughs> I was and only And you worked there. at the proper. <sighs> <laughs> this was in Easton, Maryland, and I was only there not because people were going to break into the plant and steal stuff. So power or, drills. Yeah. yeah like I was only there to monitor the employees stealing oh, wow. equipment. So everybody there hated my guts. <laughs> it was the worst job ever. You would sit there and you'd be like, good morning. And they would just look at you and glare at you. It was awful. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's not fun. No, but I know, I, I know all about black and Decker, man. <laughs> And the quote, Tim is not here. That's all I got. Very nice. Thank you. Matt, thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you for vibrating us, man. <laughs> Anytime. I Anytime. thought when, as soon as you started talking about Flash, I thought you were going to talk about Vibe. I thought you were going to talk about Cisco, Chris. Oh, yeah. He can see shit. Yeah. That, I mean, he's he's the superhero Vibe. Yeah. And it goes along with this. Like that's why I thought you brought it up because it's vibro axe and Cisco is vibe. It's always weird hearing you, Dave, talk good about a CW show because you don't <laughs> like very. <laughs> you don't Crazy like much girlfriend. Yeah. TV. That's a good show too. It is. Yeah, I, I mean, people think I'm heartless and don't like anything. There's tons of They're things right. that I like. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I used to like Christy. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. too. <clears throat> Me three. I, uh, the other thing that I like, the other thing you guys remember this movie. Remember when Cindy Lauper tried to be an actress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. She had this movie. It was her movie. It was called Vibes. Oh yeah. God! Yeah, at where she was a psychic, and it was her and Jeff Goldblum, I think. 
I don't, for some reason, right. I, thought, I thought you were going to bring that up too, Chris. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even think of that movie until you just said it. Yep, it was she, Jeff Goldblum. She's going on tour with Rod Stewart, actually, too. Oh, oh wake up, Cindy. I think I got something to say to you. We saw Rod Stewart, Chris. We did. I didn't. Did you? No, I did not. No, you weren't. Did not. You, you, you weren't invited. Yeah, well, that's not new. <laughs> it was it was uh it was good he kicked soccer balls out into the crowd the whole he show. did one came almost it came to our row but i think it was down a little bit from us yeah they're pre-signed rod stewart soccer balls he kicked mm-hmm. them out whole show he was banging them off the scoreboards and stuff it was funny hmm. it's hilarious <laughs> man after all that talking do you get some feedback i do i do i have some feedback so we'll go to the email and the postcards so first an email that came through and it reads i wanted to let you know you are some of the most entertaining people i've ever heard you've inspired me to start my own channel on twitch featuring the best of the worst star wars games and give them the swick treatment thank you for all the laughs and i hope I can thank. I'm sorry. I can say thank you to all of you in person. If not, let me j- at least say, "Suck it, Tim." Aaron, aka Ron, blasted at Twitch. So I'm gonna check that out because there are some good Star Wars games, but there's some bad Star Wars games like that Masters of Terrace Kai. That is awful. Oh yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. And then there was that bomb bad race. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Oof, that was bad. So from the postcard, this one I actually took a. a I took a. a a scan of so I could keep it because this image is amazing. I've never seen this particular image and it's from Kennedy space center, Florida, but it is so old. It is the Saturn five rocket outside the VAB building. I know that the Saturn five rocket has not always had its own building and its own attraction. Dave, you've seen the Saturn five at Kennedy space center, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's, it's a whole building. It's suspended from the ceiling, and there's a whole, you know, there's just tons and you, tons and tons of information on it, right? You just walk, you walk under it. Yeah. Like from, from you know, head to tail. It's, it's amazing just to see the scope of those things. Well, before that building was built, it used to be on, on its own, on, on that grounds where you saw it in the building. So I knew that. I never knew it was on display in front of the VAB. So I don't know how old this picture is. Now, Kennedy Space Center just celebrated their 50th anniversary last year. So this could be a 50-year-old postcard. And it's awesome. That's why I scanned the damn thing. So that's the picture. On the back, it says Saturn V outside the Vehicle Assembly Building, Kennedy Space Center, Florida. The Saturn V is the most powerful rocket launch from Kennedy Space Center, having first launched in 1967. The Saturn V has since carried 12 astronauts to the moon. Someone actually wrote on it, so the collectability of this has gone down the twos, but that's okay. It says, hey, Swick, uh, this was sent with Matt in mind. I've never been to Kennedy Space Center, but have a large box of postcards I picked up from an estate sale years ago that's been collecting dust for years. Your lumpy promo gave me good reason to go through that box. As soon as I found this one, I had to send it. I found a few more that will follow soon. Thanks for the show and looking forward to some lumpy. Josh from Walcott, Connecticut. Thank you, Josh, first for the postcard and two, uh, for the postcard and for writing this. This thing is awesome. I've never, not only is it a picture I've never seen, I have never, um, I never knew it was in this location. So I learned something about Kennedy Space Center, which is 
and I'm not bragging. I'm just, it's the geek part of me. It's hard for me to learn something I didn't know about Kennedy Space Center in all these years. So this is an awesome postcard. I love this thing. Yeah, send the other ones. Don't write on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as the lumpy thing, since we didn't do any postcards, uh, the last recording, maybe we'll have done it the last episode uh, that you've heard. But uh, what he's talking about is if you send us a postcard, we'll send you a download link to our lumpy episode, which is the episode we gave away at Celebration 2017 in Orlando. And to do that, our P.O. Box is Neozaz, P.O. Box 771975, Orlando, Florida, Three two eight seven seven, and that leads to our Patreon supporter of the episode. And this episode is actually another show, and it's called Welcome to Comics. And this has been a long time supporter. They've been supporting us pretty much since the start of Patreon. And we actually met the gentleman, one of the uh, two gentlemen, excuse me, that hosts the show at the first Balls for All. So Chris and I had met him. His name escapes me, and I didn't write it down in my notes. So. Sorry for that, but more importantly, welcome to comics. Shows helping shows on Patreon, which is a lot of what Patreon's about. So check that show out as well. It's on iTunes. Thank you for your support. Of course, thank everyone for their support. And as far as what Patreon supports help and helps us do, I've been trying to change the pitch up a little bit this year. And I can say that there's two larger scale projects that are in the works now. It's January. It's the second week in January. So there's not much to say about it yet without giving too much away. But Patreon helps make those shows possible. And I'm not saying by funding. I'm saying by freeing up time. And what I mean by that is that because of Patreon, we don't have to constantly reorganize shows. We don't have to keep loading and downloading files. We don't have to keep moving things around. We have a consistent, stable a set of services that Patreon allows us to keep going. And that frees up a ton of time to do these large scale projects that we're doing. So even though they're not directly funding them, it makes them possible, which has not been something we've been able to do. And that's something I'm very excited about in 2018. And that's another reason I thank everybody profusely for their support on Patreon. So thank you. Welcome to comics. And thank you everybody else that supports us through our Patreon campaign. If you want to learn more about it, it's at patreon.com slash news as. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, okay. thank you. I'm done talking until I have to give an answer. Christy, you were exceptional on that lumpy episode. I'd like to say that, if I may. I was on that lumpy episode? <laughs> well, the intro and oh, okay. the outro. Oh, speaking of that, wasn't there something you wanted to mention in feedback, Dave? Yes, I do. For anyone that's, uh, I, I can't imagine anyone under the age of 40 owning, uh, what is this thing called, this Alexa thing? Echo? Yeah, Amazon Echo. All right, I have one of these in my house, I guess, because I'm that lazy that I can't go put my own music on or anything like that. But you call out to this thing, and Chris has something similar. What is yours called? The Google what? I guess Google Home, I think it's mm-hmm. called. Okay. So my son was messing around with it because he wanted to hear if Seinfeld in character was on any of these things. And Matt has started sending out the podcast to other services like Spotify type services and that kind of stuff. Yeah, actually, since you're mentioning that, I think the latest additions are TuneIn Radio, which I think is actually like passe at this point, but more current Spotify, like you said, and iHeartRadio has accepted our feeds for all news as shows as well. 
Cool. So you can just call it out yep. while you're washing the dishes. You don't have to like do anything else, and you can just sit and listen. I think that Alexa is the tune-in. Well, let me try it. I think it's tune-in. Oh, okay. Alexa, play the podcast Star Wars in Character. Getting the latest episode of Star Wars in Character. Here it is from tune-in. This episode of Star Wars in Character is made possible by the general- So there you go. Nice. Tune in. Just shout it out. And Chris said he can do it on his go. Alexa, shut up. <laughs> you can do it on the Google thing as well. Yeah. And I just thought it was cool that, you know, it's just one more place to hear something that we work very hard on. So the, thank uh, you, Matt, for sending those out to everybody. No, I'm happy to. Um, you said, Alexa, shut up. Last time my parents were here, I was showing them Alexa because they had not seen it before. And I, as I was describing it, and I said the word Alexa, it switched on again, and then I said something that it's it responded to, and I said Alexa, shut up, and it shut down. And my mother goes, "You're mean." I'm like, "It's a fucking piece of electronic equipment." <laughs> for our our Google Home thing, we got one for Christmas, like for downstairs. They the kids loved it so much; they were on sale for thirty bucks. The Google smaller one, Mini, maybe yeah. it's called. They got we each got one in our rooms. Okay. So every night, you know, we go in there and I was fucking it up. I was saying, Google, play so-and-so. And everyone in the house was playing it. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And we figured it out. I'm too fucking loud. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. I was just too loud that it was all picking up my voice and it was playing it everywhere in the house. That's what, <laughs> if my parents put that in their house, my father would be activating one in every every room because no matter what you would tell him he would shout it at the top of his lungs yeah yeah so and ours and this is stupid i i go to bed and i and i play i go hey google play the ocean and it plays the fucking ocean sound the waves oh, oh i gotta God. ask alexa she'll play a thunderstorm i love that puts me to sleep it puts like, me right out yeah, it's like too. i'm at the beach yeah atlantic or pacific it didn't, Indian. It, it didn't say <laughs> You can't tell by the sound? Baltic. No, I don't know. <laughs> Baltic. <laughs> the Baltic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's, we play, I mean, I made up a 500 plus song uh, playlist of all superhero movies. <laughs> nice. I have all my Star Wars, all every soundtrack on one fucking thing. It, it's, it's amazing. I love it. And now you can listen to Star Wars in character. character. and I can Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, Seinfeld in Character. Oh, which, which, Matt, the one you just did about your comics? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, Matt's crap, <sighs> crummy comics collection. I got to see the, the the pictures of the Predator and, and <laughs> Okay, I got to put those on Facebook, yep. I would love to see those, yeah. Uh, All right, well, hey, Dave, is it time? It is time. Time for, can Christy do this? She can. Yeah, do Christy, Wait. what is our trivia called? I don't know what it's called this time because we're. Oh, that's set. true. We're done with that book, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, we're on the new book. It's from the quiz book. You're looking for a thousand unofficial questions from a gar- galaxy far, far away. You, you put to, that into a song to sing that. Yes. This was sent to us by a listener along with a lumpy postcard, but I can't remember his name, and I feel horrible for it. But thank you. This is where we're going to start with. And normally, every time we say, "Yeah, we're going to use it for this episode," it ends up being for the next twenty-five episodes. <laughs> So there's a warm up. Where yeah. this, this, this is like the preseason. If we of the- if we decide to do something else, we'll double up our questions next episode when Tim decides to join us again. 
And Tim's not, you know, living in a hotel room for the weekend. Live, live, living it up, eating from the mini bar. I think Tim's hooking, making little peep holes under behind <laughs> pictures. See <laughs> <Did> Norman Bates. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what goes on with you guys in hotel rooms. You were with us once in a hotel room. Oh, I'll never forget it. Nothing, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> Especially not sleep. <laughs> you, you, you got that right. Meow. <laughs> Sounds like a DS, DSL. Dial-up connection. Yeah, <laughs> Dial yeah whatever. It's I know what you meant. Stupid technology. Yep. Keeps me employed. Stupid podcast. Yep. Keeps me from having any free time to myself. <laughs> Is that what it keeps you from? <laughs> yeah. So this will be like a little preseason warm up for us and Christy. It's always fun to hear Christy try and maneuver Star Wars questions. <laughs> yeah. So cool. You have Jack answer for Tim? Hell no. He's in bed. Mm. All right, then. Congratulations to insert name here on your victory in the last round of trivia. Wasn't me. <laughs> that's all we know. That's all we know for sure. Yep. We could have a three-way tie by the time that's done. Or I thought we you're could have say had we could a three-way have a three-way tie. Way. <laughs> three-way tie. We could have a three-way with Rusty. Christy, don't be crass. Shit. Yeah, come on. I'm Can't sorry. have you on the show anymore. You're rubbing off on me. Ooh, I'm what? What? It's getting oh, late. What? I heard that too. And all you right. didn't say anything? <laughs> like Matt says, it's, it's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we just want to start with a page? Random pick. Whatever. Okay, Chris. Yes. I'm going to flip the, the pages and you tell me when to stop. Okay. But just keep in mind, it's not a big book. <laughs> okay. Ready, go. Stop. Okay. This is round <laughs> round six, George Lucas. Ooh, because you're stupid. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find the answer page. Oh my gosh. Okay, got it. I'm professional. It was not. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you ever so, hosted a podcast before? Nope. Um, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark was North America's highest grossing movie of 1981. Superman 2 was at number three in the chart. But what came second? Wow. Of what Very year? Good. 81. I can't 81. wait to hear this answer. Oh, this is awesome, though. Um, now this is... This is, I want to say, Empire, because this is a Star Wars fucking trivia. Yeah, right. I, you know but I mean? it's and, George Lucas. Oh, so, so it doesn't necessarily have to be Star Wars or... Because I, I, I would is, like to see if somebody like a, gets it right. What the hell did Lucas make in um? Well, he made he, yeah, he made Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. he made Raiders of Lost Ark. Empire came out in eighty anyway. Well, I was thinking maybe it's out for a year. That's you know true. Right? It's that's right. a good point. So you want to know what? Okay, so Raiders was number one. Superman was number three. Superman two was number three. What was the second highest grossing movie in nineteen eighty one? Eighty one or ninety one? 81. 81. So I'm trying to say what came out in 81. I'm writing, I'm writing down my guess. Are you really? Yeah. See, what? I, I'm not saying I'm even close to being right. I'm just writing it down. 
I'm trying to think like what was huge in '81. Like, like I was thinking like Burt Reynolds, like one of those smoky movies, or um, it's yeah, you're probably right. It's probably a movie we all know, but like we don't know. It's not. It's like one that's not in our wheelhouse. And what's I mean, honestly, Raiders is fantastic. Is one of the top three films of all time. And then Superman Two is fucking awesome too. <laughs> but what the hell is in between those two? Oh my god. Uh, and it's George Lucas. See, Will, what was Willow? Was that that was later, wasn't it? Eighty-five, eighty-six. Yeah, I don't know that this has to be a George, the George Lucas connection. I don't think it's a George Lucas movie. Zola, yeah, Zola start. I have no. I want to. I'll go with what I was thinking. Like Burt Reynolds, he must have been in one of those either Smokey or, or Cannonballs. Okay, that's your answer, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, do I ask everybody or just no? Okay. Oh, ask Dave. Dave wrote his down. I have well, no wait, idea. Well, what's your I, I'm going to say it's like one of those weird ass like on golden ponds or something like that. That's exactly what I wrote down. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was going out on a like on, on a different tangent. How the fuck did that make more money than Superman two? Now I'm mad. <laughs> well, we don't know that's the answer. Oh, I'm true. Trying to think it might, it might that- be the Great Outdoors. We would have been eight. I was trying to think of movies that came out around that. I remember watching that with my parents and being bored to that death. That was always on HBO or it prison It was on or all the time, and my mother would cry, and I was just like, I hate that. Ah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, on Golden Pond. Okay, those are your answers, gentlemen? Sure, yeah. Well, you're all old poops. Is that what it was? Yes, it was. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> yeah, no. it was oh on God. Golden Pond. That's crazy. On That's Golden hilarious. Pond. Was was Burt Reynolds in the top ten? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damn it! All right, Google that, John. Okay. Next that question. Was a, that was a that was a good question though. That, that was, was really cool. that was yeah. Why is George Lucas? That didn't think to do with that. Raiders of the Lost Ark well, was number one. Yeah. George Lucas. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Lucas is a big fan of Japanese filmmaker Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> this which, another which Kurosawa film did he executive produce in 1980? Whose question is this? Uh, yours, Matt. Shit. Is there a multiple choice? Oh, God, no. Oh, oh you'll God. never. Oh, oh, my God, you'll never get this. I won't? You're not a Kurosawa fan. Uh, I'm going to find. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute now. 1980. What film? Is it a big. Nope. You've not heard of it? I've not heard of it. Well, Godzilla they didn't do one until '84. He probably did that. Kurosawa Aki- did not do. Uh, Kurosawa, no, he did the. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's yeah. different Japanese different, guy. Yeah, he did the Seven Samurai. Yes. Um. Yeah, you're right. I have no idea. I let me just give you the answer because it's never. Oh gonna- no! Give, see if you can give a hint for everyone else. I'll have no idea. Oh, uh, it's a Japanese for, word. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Blank. You mean for listeners? Melikalikilaka. No. The Revenge of Megahine Hole. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, called Kage Musha. Oh shit! No, yeah, I would never yeah, guess sorry. that in a million years. Bless you. Where? And this okay. just th- wait, wait. This just in number six. Cannonball Run. There you yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> nice. Fuck. All right, Look Dave. At- Okay. Yes. Your question. Where was he holidaying with Spielberg when they dreamed up the character of Indiana Jones? Ooh. Man, these questions. 
you you always hear hear the story too, you know? Yeah. They're uh, on a beach, but I don't know that I I bet you every time I heard this story it said what beach and it just like went went in yeah. one ear out the other. I don't know. I'm trying to like you trying to think like maybe where they were would help them think up the character, but that's probably just a waste of time. I'm gonna say they were in uh they were at Cannes. That's your final answer. Yes. Hawaii. They were in Hawaii, Dave. I was gonna say, yeah. They were in Hawaii, Dave. They were not. Yeah, this book says they were in Hawaii. Did you pick that question out because no, you knew I did the not. answer No, was I did not. I kinda that's why when I looked at it and then I looked at the answer, I just went so we have Hawaii to thank for Indiana Jones? Yeah. There you go. So the only good thing to come shitting off that on island. my state, man. All right. I can't say anything bad about Hawaii anymore. No, you can't. Well, I Mary probably will, Yeah. Oh, calm down, Dave. Mighty Moon in Vegas. Love that. That's in Hawaii. <laughs> so Is that in Vegas? Do I have that? Part of it. Here, I'll ask you one. Oh, jeez. All right. Name the famous film school that Lucas attended in the 1960s. NYU Film School? Where the answer? In the back. Gee whiz, thanks. I had it marked, but you snatched it out of my hand. Snatch you it. Look at the piece of... Thank you, went to USC. No, it's in the very, very back. The vi- that's not the back. That's oh, the front. Yes. There. Just Look what for it's George like Lucas. In the bedroom with you guys. Pretty much. Yeah. Where is that's it? Not, Where is it? That's, that's not the back. No. Keep looking. Use your Keep finger looking. if you have to to find oh, where it is. <laughs> my God. Follow <laughs> the smell. <laughs> he went to the USC School of Cinematic Arts. Oh, you were right, Dave. I love it this been- book. It would have been hilarious if Christy got it right and and we all got it wrong though. I, I know, right? That. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh my God! Is- there's a fan films section. Holy shit! Is oh, fan film the series in there? It should be. It should be. That's the tenth anniversary this year. And Chris's ad ad is still broken. Yep. I see it over there. <laughs> <laughs> It is that because it's the tenth anniversary of the Phillies winning the World Series. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Phillies win! They got lots of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, sports, yeah. super goals. Well, that may be what you have in store for you in the next round of trivia. We I like to, that. It's different. It's yeah. not all Star Wars. It's we a- have to have a meeting. Is Christy invited to the meeting? No. Okay. She doesn't really get a say, right? Just like the bedroom. That's true. (laughs) Well, thank you, Matt, for vibrating all of us. My pleasure. It it was fun. Tune in next time. We discuss the Tusken Raider. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with 
nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.